0: To episode 124 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu rays and DVD releases for Red Box. I'm your host, Bob Bale. And I'm your co host, Bale. And this week, we're going to get trippy. We're going to talk about some drug related movies, since that is our top five. And the main review for the week is Inherent Vice, Paul Thomas Anderson's latest release. And for the Film Club segment, we'll be talking about Snow on the Bluff. And it kind of. Indie, super indie movie that yeah, uh, it's, is available on Netflix.
1: Yeah, ultra real. Found it's almost footage. like the along the lines of mockumentary, but it's not a mock.
0: Yeah, and actually a listener emailed me, I want to say like six months ago, and recommended it to me. And that's the only f- first time I ever heard about it, so good looking out. Sorry, I can't remember who that was, but uh, that was that was good. Um, yeah, so sorry about the delay. We're schedule's just going to be like this for a while because, well, it's all on me for this last time I <laughs> went to a concert instead of recording the podcast, uh, but I have a baby coming, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give birth this time, give my <laughs> wife a break, no, my wife's due it in the beginning of July, so getting prepared for that and when that happens, I don't know how it's going to look, but we'll get the episodes out, whether they're delayed or intermittent, just yeah, for a little bit, for the we'll, time
1: being, we'll make up for it regardless.
0: Yeah, we always stay on pace eventually, so yeah. apologize again. But that concert was awesome, was it? Yeah, nice. so uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, yeah, Lincoln Theater in DC, it just everything worked out perfectly. Nice. It was uh, well, except for the pouring rain that I stood in line for, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Um, drove down and when I got there the guy in line was like and I, I can't believe I told him I drove down he's like I can't believe you drove down it says right on their website parking is very scarce during the week <laughs> I parked literally across the street from the venue <laughs> must have just got lucky with the random parking spot and then uh, it was seated theater but first come, first serve, general admission, huh, and I'm all the way in the back in a slime, and I went with my sister because, like I said, my wife's pregnant, so she stayed at home and and she happened to just stay under the canopy at the front <laughs> and to stay dry while I was like literally wrapped around the other side of the building getting drenched, and she <laughs> comes, they opened a second door, Come on, let's go. And nobody like seemed to believe her. I didn't either at first. <laughs> but everyone stayed in line. We went straight through the second entrance and had our picket and litter, basically, of seats. Nice. Just sat on the balcony as close as you could get. It was pretty sweet. Very cool. The concert you're, itself was... You're very
1: lucky with the parking. In D.C. is like a nightmare. Yeah. I
0: just <laughs> wung it, and it worked out. <laughs> this is probably my 7th or 8th time seeing Noel. well obviously Oasis I've seen a bunch of times and then uh, this is my third time seeing him with the High Flying Birds probably his best performance nice everything was good sounded good and tight like the old stuff from the first CD sounded better on this leg this tour than it did a few years ago when I saw him and the new stuff sounded great played Champagne Supernova Acoustic First time i ever heard him play that after really? all these years. Yeah, Jeez. It was great. Nice. So, sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that I missed the podcast, but I did miss the podcast afterwards. Understood. So, let's get into it. Inherent Vice, one of my favorite directors of all time, Paul Thomas Anderson.
1: Yeah. I mean... They're good. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I... At the end of this review, I want to rank all seven of his movies. Because they're all at least an 8 out of 10. Eight, really? 8 to 8. Movies I haven't
1: seen every... I gotta admit, I haven't seen all of his movies, but I've heard at least yeah. of all of his movies.
0: We'll get into it, but this movie kind of cemented it for me. He's a master.
1: Yeah, I had to... Uh, I told you I would seen this movie before. Yeah. Very foggy on it, though. It took me... Two, you, two and a half good <laughs> watchers for this review.
0: <laughs> Did you rewatch it? Yeah, Did two you? and a half. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let you give the synopsis and starring. Oh, it's a... uh,
1: what's a Walking Phoenix? Walking Phoenix is the star of this. He plays Doc. He plays Doc, but yeah, something uh, like I want to say yeah. Spicoli but that's, it's not uh, Spicoli Fast <laughs> Times at Ridgemont High Sean Penn yeah that.
0: it's like something like that yeah me.
1: it's not really totally relevant Um, he's a private eye his ex-girlfriend approaches him about
0: Mr. Persons case or yeah or like to a scheme
1: that was going to be a Mr. Persons <laughs> yeah. case it's a uh, it's a hard movie to to follow. Because then,
0: Omar um, from the wire comes <laughs> with another mission. And then, another... Th- this Owen Wilson comes with... or It's sort of all these three... separate stories that yeah.
1: end up being the same thing.
0: Three investigations that fall on his lap. He's trying to deal with them separately. They kind of are all intertwined in some way. Yeah. And it's not
1: entirely... Logical, well, yeah. Logical, I don't know. It's not like you don't really realize at your first watch through that all this stuff is connected or not connected, yeah. And from what I've under, from what I understand, it's all about the person who wrote the book, it's his style, it's
0: Thomas Pynchon,
1: yeah. yeah. They from what I heard about his books is people give up on his books yeah. more than any other author and I've heard out there, yeah. But they said if you do get to the end of all the stories they
0: worth the must movie. be an incredible writer. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz there some things
1: are don't there are a lot of little tidbits that don't necessarily add up to anything. Yeah. And it's sort of what you expect in movies sort of to be like some kind of irony how it ties in and yeah. it's not always
0: the case. Luckily I was looking forward to this movie so much it's kind of crazy that it took me till June of <laughs> 2015 <laughs> like 6 months later to actually see it because it was one of my if not my most anticipated movie of last year. Oh, really? Yeah, it just... I don't know. It slipped just, through the cracks. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. yeah, But luckily, because I was anticipating, I'm listening to reviews, I'm, everything about it, I want to hear it or read it, uh, I kind of knew what I was getting into going in. So I knew that plot... Not to get caught up in the plot and try to pe- like have everything pieced together yeah. perfectly like a normal movie. So... I'm glad that I had that knowledge going in Because I don't know, maybe I would have felt differently If I went in blind
1: Well, that's the whole reason I rewatched it again Like, I had seen it before But maybe with not my full attention Then I rewatched it And I was like I liked it, I definitely really liked it But I wasn't, still wasn't Quite sure what the movie was about mm-hmm. So then I read some reviews And that's what they said You gotta throw out your preconceived notions of yeah. what movies are and stories are. And
0: but it's not that off the wall. Like it's, it's really not, not.
1: It's just how it, the pacing yeah. and how things come together is just not typical. It's,
0: I don't think... Yeah, I mean, it, it is... Just, scene by scene, it's like a regular movie. It's But it's just, a, like you said, the pacing and the... It doesn't take a second to let you like f- figure out what's going on. Yeah. But I don't think it's even meant to... 100% B figured out what's going on. Like, that's yeah, part of absolutely. the thing, I think, is not understand what's going on. That's kind of part of the point, the paranoia of that time. It's based in the 70s, I think. So Yeah, it's like
1: the late 60s, early 70s. And the I mean. film
0: looks like it, it was a movie straight from that. Yeah, era. it's amazing. It looks <laughs> incredible, and all of his movies do. Um, man, this the grain of... I guess he's shooting it on film. Yeah, it's, but like the movie has
1: some texture to the... Com- oh, yeah. It reminds me of
0: like uh, Serpico or a movie like that. Yeah. It felt like it was literally could have... If you would have told me if I was from a different planet or something, <laughs> or, or I don't know, <laughs> if, you know what I mean, but if, if I didn't know any of the actors or anything and you just showed me this movie and said this was made in 1973, I would
1: have believed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, jeez, what the- what a cast they had. Yeah. How many people they had just played very minor roles is pretty impressive.
0: Joaquin Phoenix, obviously. Josh Brolin. Katherine Watterson,
1: Martin uh, Shortson. Yeah,
0: Martin Short. Owen Wilson. Yeah, but even like minor parts. Even if you don't know the actor-actress, the performances uh, are incredible. What's the, the, the...
1: I guess she's supposed to be Chinese girl. Jade. Jade, She's yeah. like a Disney star or something really? like that. Yeah.
0: But like I said, performances were incredible across the board. Yeah. But especially Joaquin Phoenix to me. Oh, amazing. It really was. Hard to say this, but maybe the best performance of his career. Uh, it's I, so I think I would totally agree with you there. so different than any, you know, it's so...
1: And it seems to fit him. Like, he he fits that character so well.
0: Yeah. It's, he works well with Paul and Sanderson. It's either this or the master for me is his best performances. I think he's top three to five actor in, in the business. I, I'd have to. Agree he's gotten that. so damn good in the past few years like five years or so. Yeah, it's.
1: I remember being so upset when he at first said he wasn't going to make more movies, which thank
0: God turned out to be a
1: complete hoax.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's so. It's nothing like hammy, nothing over the top and it's It's just so naturalistic, so perfect it's hard to explain like all the nuances of it yeah like he's just nailing it like this character is him reminds me of our cousin charlie a little bit yeah. this character like if he was in the 70s or something yeah
1: definitely out there
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: it, the charlie main... if you're listening it's a compliment yes
0: 100 <laughs> uh, percent. because this might end up being one of my favorite performances and characters of uh the entire year.
1: Yeah, I, I think in the future, ten years in the future, when you look back at the great movies of the decade, this is going to be up there.
0: Yeah, this is a movie I could see myself re-watching and just liking it more and more every time. You yeah. tell me, since you watched it. I, I I'd say
1: <laughs> I liked it more and more every time I watched it. All the little scenes. and
0: Yeah. And I liked it immediately. I liked it a lot actually. Like, And I didn't Obviously, I'm not 100% sure of the plot, all the details and the mechanics. But just on a scene-by-scene basis, I just loved living in this world. And again, this is something I could see being like a, a TV series or something. Yeah. It, like a true detective type thing. It really
1: reminded me of watching a
0: novel or something like that.
1: Yeah. I felt like someone was reading a novel and I was imagining these characters. These characters
0: were so realized. All of them. Yeah. They just felt completely realized they're totally fleshed out even though it's these actors that i recognize and know like it just i see it as these characters and not the actor yeah like owen wilson great yeah (laughs) he really was and i'm
1: usually a little bit harsh on him even though i do enjoy his (laughs) stuff but
0: but josh brolin he's so good in this as well he's yeah this hard-edged cop who's like so lame but trying to be cool like it's so weird performance but hilarious this movie is funny it really is yeah but But in a weird way that's
1: one of the things i read about this movie is if you try to tack it down to a genre or a subgenre you're going to be totally disappointed because it's not really any one genre. It's yeah. serious and it's not serious. And
0: it's almost like a Wes Anderson e, yeah, humor wise. Yeah, think. like there's he's visiting um, Jenna Malone, who plays Owen Wilson's wife. They were heroin addicts. And <laughs> yeah. She showed him the picture of what the baby used to look like. I guess because it was a heroin baby. Yeah, and you don't see the picture, but he just looks at it. Ah, screams at the top of his lungs. Continues <laughs> yeah, conversation. Gives the picture back and gives you yeah. amazing. You had to be there, hilarious man. I
1: gotta say, like Josh Brolin's character, I think that's why I had to rewatch it because I wasn't the first time I watched it. I, I might not have given it a hundred percent attention, but he, his con- character confused me a little bit. Oh yeah, tied into the investigation. Like,
0: yeah, he was like. Sporadically showing
1: up. Boop. Especially, like, towards the end. Like, he was just showing up at these things. That yeah. Are, it, it isn't explained how he knows. or.
0: It's like, is he against Doc? Is he working with Doc? Yeah. Both at the same time. But case. at the same time, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see a sequel that's just a buddy cop comedy of these two working together. Yeah. <laughs> Their dynamic was perfect off of each other. Uh, especially when... What is Josh Brolin's character's name? Uh,
1: they just call him Bigfoot Oh yeah, Bigfoot He calls Doc
0: And then the wife gets on the phone (laughs) He's like Reaming him out And he's like But he called me But okay (laughs) I
1: love all the little hippie jokes That come his way Even like Martin Short look, Look at the
0: Greedy little hippie over there Yeah Um Very sexually explicit movie Which was a little surprising to me Yeah Um but I guess that's yeah, the it didn't really times. ruin it for me. No, 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 anything, no. But... I just didn't expect... Like, he walks into the massage parlor and it's like, <laughs> you want the Pussy Eater special? <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that was uh, kind of random at first. But...
0: Yeah. But that character was really good, too, Jade. Yeah. She kept showing up. He's even like, what the hell are you doing here at one point? <laughs> yeah. You kind of know, like that. Um, but... I don't know, just on a scene-by-scene basis, I just think this movie was executed really well. From a script level, acting level, director level, like, some of the shots were great. PTA's next movie, I think, should be an action movie. Because that That one action sequence towards the end of the the movie was awesome.
1: Yeah, it really was. It was kind of out of water from the rest of the movie, but it was amazing. It
0: really, really was. Because at first I thought, oh, it's going to be played for laughs. Yeah. But no, it was a legit... Like, I felt tense watching it. Like, it got across everything a good action movie should get across. I think it
1: also... It kind of legitimized his character towards the end. Because... Yeah. Throughout the... Especially your first watch, you're not totally sure if he, Joaquin Phoenix's character knows what he's doing like exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then that happens, and you're like, wow, he really does kind of like prepare
0: the whole movie it's like he's just this pothead who is paranoid and thinking up all these uh what are they called conspiracy theories (laughs) and and putting everything together and i'm wondering the whole time is this going to turn out to just be all in his head like and nothing's actually that serious but i guess that's kind of the the wave it's riding.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, uh, through my second watch through, I noticed when he's taking his notes, he always writes almost the same things. Fear, paranoia, <laughs> and I'm not hallucinating or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't
0: notice that. Yeah, it's like, is he super smart or super dumb? I don't know. Somewhere yeah. in between. But, yeah, that, that end part there and it goes on more there's more that comes from that I don't want to get into because it's kind of spoilery but I loved all that yeah. stuff um, yeah but even that action sequence they made funny with <laughs> he shoots the guy he's like did I get you? did I hit you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else was I going to talk about with this movie uh, just the name Inherent Vice yeah. I didn't know what it meant and it is a very cool uh, theory, or whatever you would call it. Yeah. Term. Very cool term. Very. I, I'm going to add it to my vocabulary. <laughs> Chocolate melts, ice I, melts. I heard some of the people shams. that
1: haters were going to incoherent vice. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I Which I that. can't
1: completely argue with, but it's yeah. 100% worth your attention.
0: Mm-hmm. I was. Like I said, it's the first time I ever heard this term, but I was trying to wrap my head around why she was the inherent voice. Yeah. Like, I would assume inherent voice in a human is like a rotten, dead corpse, but it doesn't make sense with... I I don't know. I guess I will try to get that out next time I watch it. But Yeah, I love the movie. I don't know what else to say. Like I said, some of the shots were great. The score was... Underplayed, but yeah. well done. I yeah, mean, it was it worked. didn't stand out in a bad way. I think more
1: about the ambient noise mm-hmm. in the movie kind of outshined the score a little bit. But oh well, I mean, there's so many more pluses to this movie. It's really not an issue whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess we could talk about uh, Catherine Watterson's performance as Shasta, and that she got a lot of good notices. Oh, really? But I thought she was fine. I just didn't think she, she didn't stood out, out to, me, to me. Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Did this uh, movie do well in the academy or anything?
0: No, I pretty much didn't get much. Wow. I yeah. I compared like to after
1: watching a lot of the stuff, it's kind of a shame.
0: It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh I feel like it had one or two nominations, but I just can't remember what for. I know
1: it definitely was nominated for something, because that's I think where I heard about the movie mm-hmm. initially. But yeah, I don't. I didn't bother. I should have looked it up before I came over.
0: I feel like, like you said, looking like in ten years, looking back, this one might stand out more then than it does now. Yeah, as just a great movie of its time. Um, what would you give it?
1: Um. A really strong eight and a half.
0: Me too, eight and a half, nice. just solid eight and a half. Just loved watching it. <laughs> I mean, can't say like I absolutely loved it or I think it's one of the best movies of even the year because I thought it was a really solid year. I bet it would probably be in top fifteen or so for me, but I just enjoyed the hell out of watching the whole thing. So the way and it's see- two and a half hours long, so that's that's saying something.
1: The way I see it is like um, Individually as actors Like if I had to rate Joaquin Phoenix's movies By performance and all Probably my top one Mm -hmm. But like I feel like Movies as a whole could beat out Like if I had to rate it just as the movies And not by the actor It could be lower than a movie that I have Right You know what I mean Yeah yeah But I absolutely love this movie You need to go out and watch it If you haven't
0: yeah definitely you might not get it but it needs to be seen yeah absolutely now I want to talk a little bit about Paul Thomas Anderson okay. as a whole he's incredible this movie like I said just cemented his reputation in my eyes as if not the best current director mm-hmm. uh, one of them for sure and one of the best of all time but I mean hopefully he's still pretty young for a guy that has seven movies and it's been around for a while I started young. So hopefully he's got a bunch more good movies coming. Yes, I hope so. But he's already one of the best of all time in my mind. Um, uh, there's just something about his movies. Maybe it's just me, but obviously a lot of people respect him. So it must be more than just me, but yeah, something about his movies. Just grab my attention immediately and just hold it the entire way through, no matter what. Yeah. There will be blood. It's rated my number one movie of all time. It's a masterpiece in my eyes. Really? Uh, The Master, again, I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's in my top 50 at least. But that movie is incredible. Um, Just every every one of his movies. Even his first movie, Hard Eight. Which was not anything astounding. But just something about it just captures your attention Hmm. i just i don't know i got nothing but great things to say about all time i've heard a lot to see what he does next
1: um there will be blood
0: is their top movie it's and that one blew me away out of nowhere i didn't even want to see it like the only reason i watched it was because it won best director and was nominated everyone was saying it's either no country for old men or there will be blood is the best movie of that year oh man what a year and I I loved New Country for Old Men obviously because yeah. it's great and I didn't even want to see There Will Be Blood because it just looked boring and like a Steven Spielberg Lincoln type movie I felt the same way blew my socks off <laughs> like that movie is incredible I, I obviously think it's the best movie for me alright I want to just run down my rating of his movies number right. one There Will Be Blood yeah number two The Master Number three, I would say Magnolia. Okay. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. It's with, like Tom Cruise, John C. Riley, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, it's like one I, I of might those, have
1: called bits and pieces of it or whatever, but I've never actually
0: watched yeah, the whole movie. It's one of those movies that's like a bunch of characters and storylines that kind of connect, like a Crash type movie, but oh, 10 okay. million times better than Crash. And the ending is amazing. Um, number four... I think I would go with Punch Drunk Love, the Adam Sandler no, movie. No, okay. And I heard the interview that PTA did with Mark Marin on his WTF podcast, and he's saying he just was making a romantic comedy. That's <laughs> just his version of Adam Sandler romantic comedy. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish every version was like that. It's just so weird. It's so real. Like, mm-hmm. it's Adam Sandler is basically playing a character like he always does. But just the way that PTA shoots it and and directs the movie, you see that there's a pain behind it. It's like makes this character seem 100% real. But it's still really funny. Philip Seymour Hoffman has very memorable role later in the film. And, uh, very cool. Very cool. Number five. Uh, got to give it to Inherent Vice. Nice. But it's close, because I guess number six, Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know. It's so fresh in my mind that I'll go with Inherent Vice. Yeah. But Boogie Nights is awesome, too. Oh, yeah. And that's um,
1: Mark Wahlberg's first movie, right?
0: One of them, if not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is <laughs> just... And again, some of his movies on the surface seem like they're going to be one thing, and then they're just something else entirely. When I
1: uh, was actually reading about Inherent Vice, they were comparing it to Boogie Nights and they were like LA is refurbished so often that it was so much harder to make the world look like the 70s compared to when he shot Boogie Nights right? even because wow. it was like it changes that quick <laughs> that's crazy
0: and then number 7 last but certain well it's least but comparatively not least Hard, hard 8 still was an 8 out of 10 for me nice so
1: I'm definitely going to be watching a lot more of his movies you should
0: have you seen The Master? No. Oh my
1: god. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad there's still movies out there yeah. like that for me to watch for the first yeah. time.
0: And they're all way more accessible than Vice, plot wise. Yeah. It yeah. This was definitely different, but I still liked it. I swear he could do anything and it's gonna be awesome. Horror movie, comedy, whatever. Very cool. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the film club. Snow on the Bluffs. Snow like on the Bluff. We already talked about it a little bit on what kind of movie it is. Yeah. Found footage. Um, basically, my man Snow steals a camcorder from... Kind of purse. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> steals it from these college kids that are trying to buy dope. Does he kill them? No. Nah. Okay. But he definitely...
1: He pulls a gun on him. Yeah. It's an intense beginning. Yeah. If, if you don't know like you're getting into, it's like, holy crap in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And I think this movie is basically going for hyper-realism. Yeah. Hyper-realistic, super... They want you to basically think that this is actually film footage.
1: Yeah. it's It is about his life, but it's like... A found footage movie. It's not like actually found footage.
0: <laughs> and it's not even Snow. His name's not Snow. That's his brother that's that his was brother. killed. Yeah. Um, but it's about this guy who. Oh no, his name is Curtis Snow. Curtis, yeah. Yeah, that's right, last name. But they called the other guy Snow.
1: Yeah, his brother was just called Snow.
0: Um, Yeah, so he is a drug lord. No, not drug lord. Know, he's just like kind
1: of an average drug dealer, drug dealer.
0: in Atlanta. Yeah. And it's basically just about his life on the streets with the crime and the drugs and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's it's sort of a misconception that movies give is that these drug dealers out there are all part of this big bigger criminal organization. Yeah, yeah. It's really not the case. It's more so the, the supplier of the drug is usually connected to some right. kind of organization and everyone else is just kinda of out on their own.
0: Try to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Do what you do.
1: Could you understand half the stuff that he said, especially (laughs) like in the first half of
0: the movie? Surprisingly, I did. Yeah, I feel like, like I felt like, man, how I I just was something. I could tell that it was definitely like uh, slangy, like Ebonics-y I guess is that what we yeah, but
1: I guess body language and all kind of give stuff like yeah, that away. was what's happening I was them.
0: following it fine and I kind of was surprised that I was
1: yeah I, that's the only thing I thought about this movie that could be a little inaccessible to people is the slang especially the southern slang because they can really mumble stuff together mm-hmm. I and mean, Baltimore does it hardcore but
0: yeah and the suit like I said it's very very realistic with the found footage yeah um and that that was cool. I think that was effective, except for I think later in the film I was like, "Who the hell is holding this camera? This guy gets <laughs> no respect. <right>? Yeah, <laughs> they don't talk to him. They, don't, you know." But uh, and then there's a couple times where I'm like, "Would he really be there with the camera recording it?" But again, that's just kind of something you got to go with. Yeah. Um. There's some action scenes, I guess you would say, yeah, where the stuff breaks out, like drive by or. It's actually
1: kind of a little freaky, yeah. Though, to see what it's actually sort of like. It's Sort of very nonchalant and very intense at the same time.
0: It's well acted by the main guy, I thought. Yeah,
1: it surprisingly, is actually.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's some heartfelt moments like with his son. Yeah, I thought
1: that was one of the things I really wrote down was at man, eh, was it like three quarters through the movie? Yeah. It it kind of gives him a heart though because. I could see how people wouldn't be forgiving of him with his lifestyle and all, but you sort of realize that he didn't really put himself in... I
0: don't exactly. think he chose to live there, yeah. you know? It's a thing. It's this kind of crime, especially in the city, is a circular thing. You got it. There's no way out unless you force your way out, basically. Yeah. You're, and just like this kid, he's born into it. That's all he's going to grow up knowing, and that's probably what he'll end up doing. Yeah. Unless something, you know someone really takes a stand to to try to change it. Yeah,
1: it's, it's actually kind of sad in the uh, yeah. bigger it's picture that you can't kind of get out of it.
0: Yeah. If you think about it that way, it's a pretty, uh, pretty powerful movie in that regard just to get that point across. Yeah. Without beating it over your head or anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I definitely enjoyed this movie.
1: Oh, I did. I liked it a lot too. I especially kind of like it at the end when he's... Uh, it's film club, so... Yeah. He... They kind of make it seem like like Curtis Snow really called this a director. and was like, I want to do a thing about my life yeah. or whatever. And that's what they do at the end of the movie. He's like, hey, you do video editing? Yeah. And it's sort of his way out. Which I actually saw an interview with him fairly recently. In Is place. he out? He's not out. He's not <laughs> out. <laughs> he actually, like, one of the things was he showed him how he makes you crack. And he's just like, I <sighs> love doing this.
0: It's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but. Uh, The second interview with him is how he's trying to go legit. Yeah. It's been... I couldn't tell you exactly how it was, but...
0: That scene, though, with his son, like, on his lap as he's making drugs or whatever. Yeah. That's intense. It reminded me of that Kirk of documentary a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to... It didn't seem like he was really into doing the drugs as much.
1: No, I mean... It actually did surprise me that he did he sort of like he tried it yeah. to see if it was real and he knew what was good and what was bad, but he didn't it see like it, a like, dope like, fiend a user. Anything.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's what he does say that in interviews. Like, I love it. He's like give a little bit of a contact, not too really? much. But <laughs> yeah.
0: it's
1: like yeah. it's all part of the game, maybe.
0: <laughs> as far as found footage movies go, like conceptually, one of the better ones.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: As far as like like,
1: I'm not a huge fan of the genre, I gotta admit.
0: I, I kinda I I'm like not as them, forgiving. I like them when it's done. I think it can be done well. But yeah. like Chronicle I really like. End of watch I really like
1: see, I thought Chronicle was okay. I I like Cloverfield better.
0: Love of Cloverfield, yeah. Cloverfield's definitely better. Like I feel like my rating seven out of seven and a half heavy seven and a half out of ten is what I was giving it, but that doesn't really I appreciate it more than that score says. Yeah, you know, it's just it's an hour, like fifteen minutes, found footage movie. It just there's not a whole ton of like plotter. Yeah, I don't know, much to glean from. All I uh, the thing I like about it was like the other stuff we talked about outside of that that makes you think about the main character. It's a just re- really good character uh, study of him. Uh, like I said, the found yeah. footage and I think like gun.
1: some of it is real like when you see the police arresting someone and all, yeah. that's actually happening, that's no, really? not for the camera Jesus. like when they're walking up and they're like oh there's blood on the wall and all that that's really somebody that got shot Yeah. so I mean it's kind of crazy but I, I give it a lot of bonus points for being brave to be It's not very easy to show what's real life in the hood without kind of candy-coating it a little bit, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. So what did you say you gave it? Heavy seven and a half.
1: All right. I'd probably give it a seven, just for lack of plot a little bit.
0: And I'm not even a big plot guy, so it's hard for me to say that. It's... It's I not of... it,
1: it doesn't do it justice, I guess. My score, but yeah. Same
0: here. I feel like it's I...
1: such a movie on its own. I think it's totally worth watching. But I can see how people could, could go either way with it.
0: Yeah, ratings are kind of weird. You know? Yeah,
1: some of these movies, it's just.
0: I feel like I just know in my gut what I feel a movie is. Yeah. But that's what I go with my rating. Yeah. But that doesn't mean. Like, I could appreciate this movie more than I could appreciate something I give an 8, you know? It's yeah. like, it just depends on the movie. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's just, it. I don't know, it either connects with you or it doesn't. Yes. Yeah, and it, this movie, I definitely like the process of watching the movie. It just didn't connect with me on that level that an 8 or up would, would give me.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel bad to give it a 7.5 out of 10 because I really did appreciate it a lot. I it. do too, Uh I don't really have much bad to say about it. Like, sometimes, you don't have a bad thing to say about a movie, and you give it a 7 out of 10. But then Interstellar, I had, like, all these nitpicks, all these issues, but I give it an 8.5. Yeah, it was still amazing. It's just a certain... Something about it, you know. Hard to explain.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Let's get into our top five drug-related movies. Now, (laughs) like we were talking about before we started, a lot of good movies in this uh, little... Yeah, it really is, is. <laughs> uh, six of my top 100 were drug related at least off first like maybe even more just if you really dig deep into some, like, yeah that's thoughts. another thing we're talking about like, like, what exactly what it, is a drug movie yeah it's that? kind of fluid yeah but is it just where they do drugs in the movie or is it when the drugs is a central part of the plot
1: and then there's some movies that drugs are kind of part counterpart- of a good portion of the movie, but maybe not all of the movie. Yeah.
0: It's judgment and I always say, for me personally, I can only make my own rules. And if you make it a different set of rules and just stick to it, I can't argue with you. Yeah. What's your number five? My number five... Oh, Oh, so hard.
1: Uh, No, I'll just give it to a decent confused.
0: Honorable mention for me. Nice. Great movie. Love it. Um, Ben Affleck,
1: was that his first like major movie? I feel like it, yeah.
0: What's the guy, the director who did Boyhood?
1: Um, that is embarrassing,
0: but uh, Matthew McConaughey's in it, one of his first roles, yeah, Yeah. awesome role, yeah.
1: Um, Um, there's a hand, even whoever plays the main character is a recognizable guy. Check
0: you later. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just a cool I know I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. just a cool coming of age movie that it captures that time and yeah, space in a lighthearted really way our yeah. parents grew up yeah. so
1: it's very cool so the way
0: they talk seems fairly represented yeah <laughs> from the stories they tell and it's funny it's crap. that's what my dad
1: said they're pretty
0: solid on. on how it was yeah uh, my number five is true romance oh I haven't um, seen that That is an awesome movie. Directed by uh, Ridley Scott's brother that killed himself. Tony Scott. Oh, okay. But written by Quentin Tarantino. Really? Yeah. He, I feel like the story is he wrote two scripts before he started directing and sold each of them off. True Romance was one. It went to Tony Scott and Natural Born Killers was the other one They went to... uh, Whatever his name is in that director. Um, but True Romance is awesome. It feels like a Tarantino movie, but directed by Tony Scott. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But, um, Christian Slater is uh, the main character in it. You got nice. Patricia Arquette at her hottest as the, the lead <laughs> girl. Um, did you ever notice Christian Slater reminded of Ch- Charlie's cousin, Sean? No. just think about it no, <laughs> i let that uh, one sink in. <laughs> but this it's just like uh, um, Nebraska or Arkansas she's a hooker with a heart of gold and <laughs> there's a drug dealer that's like something to do with her maybe it's her pimp Christian Slater either kills or hurts that drug dealer steals drugs and or money sorry it's been a while since I've seen yeah. the plot specifics but and then, like, it's a chase, getaway, thriller type of movie, and it's awesome. Nice. Um, Tony Soprano is in it as, like, a henchman <laughs> that's chasing after him, and, uh, Brad Pitt is in it as just a stoner who just sleeps on the guy's couch all the time. <laughs> it's, it's really, really good. Under, underrated movie. I'll definitely have For to sure. watch
1: that one. I'd definitely go up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> um. My number four is Friday.
0: And I know you like that movie.
1: I love this movie. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I'd even... It, I guess the main plot is about drugs. It's... I don't know. It's it's more so just one of my favorite movies of all time. I really like... I, it
0: I've just always, doesn't get old yeah. to me. I've only seen bits and pieces.
1: And if you've seen the other Fridays... Two, three, there might even be a fourth one. Next, it does a, yeah. no justice to the R- first one.
0: Ice Cube and Tucker, right?
1: Yeah, and, and Chris Tucker. I think what this movie really is kind of like Snow on the Bluff. Like it said, it kind of gave him a heart at the end. I think this movie kind of gave the hood a heart more so than demonized it. Right? I mean it's two guys, yeah, trying to get through, I mean, amazing performances great comedy great comedy um slightly serious tune to it not too much it's still a comedy but definitely recommend it Chris Tucker it's one of his best movies I think
0: cool I might have to eventually try to see the whole thing straight through yeah it's a good watch alright my number four is The Wolf of Wall Street ooh Leonardo DiCaprio led Martin's Mercedes flick that came out last year wait was it last year? It might have been two years ago. Time flies, dude. I
1: think it was last year.
0: <laughs> I think it was 2013. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Awesome, awesome movie. Hilarious, yet thrilling and incredibly well directed. Um, everyone knows what it's about. Obviously, um, Jonah Hill is incredible in it as well. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite movies. A two and a half hour movie that is incredibly high paced, fast paced. Excuse me. Yeah. And, to me, it's awesome. Like it is hilarious and thrilling the whole way through, and appalling. I mean, you hate this person, but you like you love watching him. Yeah,
1: it's it still gives you this weird sense that you're you're like I kind of want to be him, as horrible as I might be. <laughs> I never really had that. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> I want to <laughs> actually be him. Like especially not Jonah Hill. He's kind of an unredeemable character. But you want the freedom that he has. At least he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I don't know about all the like. There was, stuff. there was
0: the whole controversy cool. like, oh, you're making these terrible people like something somebody would want to be. Well, that's the life they were living. And I think, from what I, my perspective, Scorsese was saying, look how fucking dumb and abhorrent these people are. Let's put it on full display. Yeah. Like, judge them. You know? Absolutely. Why are you going to... You don't need to be like... How dare you at the end, you know? You just put it out there and trust the audience to get it. Look at all the mob movies and stuff they make. Does that mean that we love the (laughs) mob? Yeah, I wouldn't want to tango with them, (laughs) but
1: I love the movies.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I love it.
1: Number three is Spun. Never seen it. It's a classic, actually. I've never seen the whole thing until within the last year. Probably right before I started doing it.
0: What's it about?
1: It's about, um, methamphetamine. And... Breaking Bad? It is... Eh, kind of Breaking Bad I might have taken a little touch from yeah. it. Right. It's uh Mickey Rourke. His character is The Cook. That's all he's known as. It's awesome character. Brittany Murphy is kind of like his girlfriend slash too junkie. Um...
0: She was good at playing that role. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ouch. Oh man, there's a there's a lot of good actors in it. I can't quite remember who they all are. It's um, it's a famous director too. I think it's uh, it's from the era that um, like Wes Anderson and all like started making independent, independent movies and stuff and really started kicking that off. It's uh, I totally recommend it. I'm right. sorry, I'm a little foggy on the details. Yeah. But...
0: like you said, you see a movie a while ago. First, at least for me, plot is the first thing I forget. Yeah, like I'll remember performances and just how I felt watching it, but I'll, I the details go out the window very quick for me. Uh, my number three is No Country for Old Men. We mentioned it oh, a yeah. little bit ago, and. Speaking of Josh Brolin, he's also an Ness as well. Um, one of the best villains of all time in Anton Chigurh. Uh, very brutal, awesome action, like, thrilling movie with a the, the weird ending. Yeah. So, only negative, I could say about it, is the ending. <laughs> but again, I've said before on the show, if I go back, the ending might make sense. It just it was so unexpected for me. Cause, yeah. Because, do you remember... It's like the movie's building up, building up, and then Anton Sugar like gets hit by a car and shot, and is limping down the street, and then it's just like Tommy Lee Jones talking to his wife or somebody for like a minute or two, and then credits. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's. Uh, but I, don't I don't feel know like if I've seen the entire movie. I've, I've probably seen like ninety percent of
0: it, mm-hmm. but I've seen it again, but. Only when it's like on TV and I'm just watching parts of it yeah. or ch- big big chunks of it, but I feel like the ending would make more sense to me nowadays. Yeah, Still incredible. an incredible movie, despite that. <laughs> right, my number two is thank
1: God this is finally making one of my lists because I've ever looked it every time feels so bad, but Requiem for a Dream
0: yep it's my number two as well yeah it's,
1: <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies I've seen it like a hundred times
0: yeah and uh, next week is our top five hard to watch movies obviously not hard to watch for you but for some people this could be one of those.
1: yeah uh, I mean don't get me wrong I think part of the reason I was like went through a, a spout of depression for a like extended period of time when I was younger, and I watched his movie a lot, and it's sort of, I don't know,
0: one of those things where if you're depressed and you watch something depressing, it raises your spirits, kind of, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but I would say that, I mean, there's it's, some horrific shit, <laughs> ass
0: to ass, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's incredible. I really. think his
1: first movie is much harder for me to watch. But. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's the score. We I think we've even talked about it. Before in the past couple yeah, months. Yeah, it's one of my one of the best, best scores ever.
1: <laughs> Especially for the time that it came out. Like, people have probably tried to replicate it yeah. since, but... Just the Actually, style. a lot of people have used the actual score from
0: that movie. Mm-hmm. Even, like I said, before Major League Baseball, of all places. Yeah. <laughs> um, the style is awesome. It kind of makes it like you're on drugs. Yeah, A little bit,
1: like... The style, I think, is the best part of draw. the movie. yeah. yeah.
0: Performances are amazing. Yeah, Jared Leto, Jennifer Connelly. Um, Ellen, I think the mom Berkitch. won some kind of big real big name? award. Ellen Berkitch,
1: yes, something like that.
0: And yeah, her stuff was awesome. She might pills. Had like a not Oscar nominee.
1: I I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. I know she did get nominated <laughs> for something for the movie.
0: Crazy good movie, and Damon Wayans. Oh yeah! Holy <laughs> crap! What a
1: performance by him! Yeah, has it ever been
0: matched since by him? no No. <laughs> Uh, What's your number one? Bluff Bluff? Honorable mention for me Really? Yeah
1: One of my favorite movies of all time I think it's my favorite death movie
0: It's good There's no doubt about it It It's
1: probably from the same era as Requiem for a Dream Not that this movie bums me out at all Kind of makes you want to be like an international (laughs) drug smuggler yourself But
0: (laughs) Yeah My number one is Pop Fiction Oh Nice I'm not 100% drug related, but yeah. But uh,
1: Pulp Fiction is one of those movies that I understand why everyone loves it, but for whatever reason, it doesn't quite rub me really as nicely as everybody else. Have
0: you rewatched it since you've become more of a Tarantino guy? Um,
1: no, nah, it's probably been four or five years since I've yeah. seen it.
0: So. See, I just I watched it for the first time. I want to say four or five years ago, like you said, but. It's one of those movies that you always constantly heard it's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. And something about just like growing up and when I was a teenager, that cover. And yeah. just Travolta and Samuel Jackson the guns just seemed cheesy to me. I never was interested in watching it. Obviously then I got more into movies and when started watching Tarantino, I was like obviously I got to watch Pulp Fiction. And it is instantly I got it. I loved it. I didn't think I would, but I did, and it's probably in my top five or ten movies of all time. Wow! Yeah,
1: that's um, that's how I thought about Fight Club.
0: Yeah, yeah it was.
1: It took me a while to watch because for some reason the first like time I saw a little bit of it and I saw the cover, it just rubbed me as cheesy. And then I finally, like years later, actually sat there and watched the whole movie, and was like, "Holy crap! I'm an idiot." Yeah, but
0: I love that when a movie catches you completely i do time. that on purpose
1: sometimes when i hear of a great movie and stuff i'll sort of put it on the back burner and then of course you forget about it and then right you get to experience it for the first time that's amazing
0: yeah but even that is for sure but i mean like you have you know about a movie like i'll listen to a movie podcast and i'm hearing reviews i'm hearing people talk about the movie i get an image in my head of what the movie is and then when I see the movie it's like, Whoa, that is not yeah. what I had, you know. And yeah. T V shows sometimes I'll talk about with the TV show coming up and uh, what else we watched. But yeah, what were your honorable mentions?
1: Alright, I'm just gonna run through these decent. Yeah. Um uh-huh. Menace to Society. Um, I think it's one of the best hood movies ever made. Training Day. Comedy-wise, Grandma's Boy, I have a soft spot for that movie. I don't care if you don't it's,
0: like it. I 100% agree. It's, it's, it's hilarious. And it's way really funnier when you're high yourself. Yeah.
1: It, I remember someone, I think it was Steve Boyle, was like, yeah. let's watch this movie Grandma's Boy. I thought it looked sick. Yeah, me too. And then it blew me away, kind of. Yeah. Or not blew me away, but Goodfellas, again, talking about how some movies aren't necessarily drug movies, but kind of about drugs. A Scare Darkly, Scarface, and Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Cool, cool. I had City of God, which was another movie that was in my top 100 towards the bottom. Uh, that's a foreign movie set in Brazil about kind of the drug going yeah, on. Yeah, I've, um, I've heard
1: awesome of it. I've heard great things about it. I haven't watched it yet.
0: Dazed and Confused, Blow, Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. I forgot to put that on my honorable mentions. That's a pretty, pretty crazy movie. Uh, and Boogie Nights. Nice. So that is it good lists good lists yes so what else did you watch the past couple of weeks
1: alright I watched um,
0: the other one I don't know what if I mentioned that? this
1: um, it's about Bob Weir he's one of the guitarists from the Grateful Dead Okay. he's called the other one because Jerry Garcia is oh, always
0: yeah, um, it was a documentary
1: documentary it was really cool um, I give it a seven seven and a half it's just kind of about how the band got together he was really an oddball he was like a really good-looking young kid with these really scruffy, right and it just kind of goes throughout his life and he's just a really chill guy and it was really interesting that's totally awesome. recommend
0: recommended speaking of movies that you never watched because you didn't think you'd like it and then you watched it and liked it yeah. Grateful Dead like that's a band Just seeing the bears and the peace signs in the tie-dye, I was like, no thanks. Never heard a single one of their songs or anything. And then playing Rock Band uh, with everybody, and then the Grateful Dead tracks came out. Love them. (laughs) They're great. At least, you know, the eight or ten songs that I played on Rock Band, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I guess the only thing I don't like about that band sometimes is some of their songs are like, 10 minutes long. Jammy. Yeah. yeah. I don't really like Dave Oh, Matt. They invented it. I mean, I gotta give them that. They yeah. pretty much invented the jam band. I'm
0: not a like huge on jam band and Me either. Like uh, Dave Matz's band, I'm not a big fan of. Nah. Uh,
1: like the band Fish, I like, like yeah. a handful of songs by them. not really that into them.
0: Yeah, uh, but at least the ones they had on rock band were probably more of their Four-minute songs, three-minute yeah. Like Casey Jones. I can't
1: hey, you would be really surprised how many songs you know by The Grateful Dead even probably. if you don't yeah. know who they
0: are. That's probably a good point. Um, I watched <laughs> Venus and Fur. This was a movie by Roman Polanski, the uh, controversial guy who... I've heard of him.
1: I've never heard of him. He like Either.
0: raped a fourteen year old girl, and then fled the country no, so really. he could keep making movies and not go to jail. <laughs> I think that was a long time ago, but still, it's pretty awful. Trying to separate the art from the artist here <laughs> yeah, because all right, this movie True. is about. Um, it's like one of these movies with two people in one location. That's it. Hour and a half. Jeez. Um, it's like a, a playwright who is trying to go through the casting process to cast a woman in this lead About and the play is going to be Venus and Fur the book, Venus is Fur, or whatever and this movie is called Venus and Fur and it's uh, this person, this young actress comes in from the pouring rain late at night and she's late for the auditions but she convinces him to give her a chance and basically just... Goes from there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the whole movie is them like running lines, interacting. Her trying to get this spot in his play. Starts off like he's telling her, "No, no, you're late. Go." He's like this upper guy, renowned writer, and uh he's he has all the power. But by the end of the movie, oh, she's got it. She nice. pulls the the rug out and like slowly but surely. She gets all the power, and it's a very interesting, good movie. I was. I like movies that. I was that pleasantly concept. surprised. Yeah. Um, very meta, though, like a movie called Venus and Fur, where they're doing a play called Venus and Fur about a book about Venus and Fur, and it's one of those things where it's like, and I saw it coming to mile but for some reason it didn't bother me. I still enjoyed it the whole time. Like, there, what's going on with them mirrors. Was what the uh, material okay, and all that. That's cool. But it was uh, I don't know it was, it was intense it was pretty good. Nice. I'm to give it like a light eight, 8 out of 10. Oh really? Yeah. Have to check that out.
1: Um I watched A No No by Doc Ellis or not by Doc Ellis it's about a pitcher named Doc Ellis he pitched a no hitter while tripping on acid in the
0: <laughs> 60s. And his name's Doc go figure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um it was just really cool. It was about the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was just about how wild the MLB was back then, kind of. Yeah. Or it was becoming. It was right. kind of coming out of its Is that shell. that the We
0: Are Family uh, season? I think so. Cool. Um, well, not cool because they beat the Orioles in the World Series, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, go scratch that, maybe.
0: <laughs> um,
1: that it's like a 30 for 30, maybe. Yeah. Um, There's
0: 10 to be, all right. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know how to really rate it. It's a documentary. Yeah. A little trickier. Say, it's very. Walk- I was giving it a seven and a
0: half. Okay. A kind of compromise. Cool. I rewatched Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh yeah. Have You ever seen it? The yeah. sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. It just happened to be on yesterday. Like just as I was trying to find something for me and Mackenzie to watch, it was starting. So I was like, Mackenzie, you're gonna love this. Baby gets big. Let's watch it. How bad
1: does this movie hold up?
0: Not very well <laughs> yeah. um, I still give it a light 6 out of 10 Just for nostalgia purposes Because yeah. I loved that whole trilogy When I was uh, growing up oh, I did too. <laughs> uh, But man da- I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Not that long ago And that held up definitely more This that's
1: definitely the best one
0: Yeah, for sure I mean still is like eh, Iffy things here and there But this is like pretty bad Yeah but I still give it credit just because I love the dad character. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a nice throwback.
1: Um, I watched The Forger with uh, John Travolta.
0: Never heard of it. Old it, movie? It's
1: fairly new, actually. Hmm.
0: It's um. I hate John Travolta.
1: It's not a great movie. The premise of the movie is really actually kind of cool. Even the characters are all pretty cool. It just It's one of those movies that doesn't quite all, for whatever reason, it's just doesn't... It's about... He's an art forger. He's serving time in jail, and he gets a local mobster to basically pay off a judge to get him out. And it's not entirely evident why he does that. It's a really, really stupid thing. He served five years. He had nine months to go, and he did it. But what turns out is his son has a brain tumor, and he's dying, but to get out and all that, he's got to forge another painting and all this, and he's, along the way, he's kind of trying to deal, he's kind of badass, too. He doesn't want to be, but he kind of gets caught up in things. And he's sort of being his son's genie, quote unquote. Right. Kind of like his son's never had sex, his son's never done this, that. Basically, the whole family gets involved in this plot. (laughs) And they switch a Monet painting out, but... The kind of trick of it is is They set the criminals up They basically He has his dad um, What is it uh, Be Act like he is an art appraiser So after they steal the real Monet He goes up and says it's a fake And then they go Kill the guy that's got him On the hook And then when the bad guys come back the police are waiting there and, and it's actually the real Monet painting and they get off with a hundred grand and it, it's kind of sad at the end but it sounds terrible it's <laughs> a it's a Boston movie I don't know it, it's like it sure on paper it should be a good movie it's just not great
0: <laughs> to me it sounds like a directed DVD or something but yeah
1: it's kind of a TV quality movie yeah. they give it like a six and that's kind of being nice to some of the other characters Travolta's not really great
0: yeah I don't know what happened though <laughs> did you watch any other movies because all I have is TV left
1: I have I watched no yeah. uh, well I did watch one movie but we're going to review it so I'm going to skip that okay um, yeah. I watched Holt. Holt and
0: Catch Fire the, TV the show? entire season first like, season that's um, I watched the first couple episodes when it premiered on AMC It's got the guy that was um, the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. In it, yeah. Uh, It was okay. It just wasn't good enough. With TV, it's got to be pretty good to hook me.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it did a lot more justice that I could just watch every episode straight through. True, yeah. And in the middle episodes, it does get a little bit like beating a dead horse for a little while. But it kind of makes up for itself towards the end. I watched the first episode of the second season, so I don't know. We'll see yeah. how that goes. That's second cool. season's usually what sets is sure. this going to be a decent yeah. series. Yeah, it's going to up its game.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's cool it got renewed, at least, because I know some people liked it. Yeah. Did you watch Game of Thrones the last? Are you calling oh, it? Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Start. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Start with episode eight Hard Home. Hard Amazing. It's my favorite Game of Thrones episode ever. It's at least top three for me. Might be my favorite of all time. Um, All right. Obviously, spoilers for the next. It might be five or ten minutes uh, for Game of Thrones. (laughs) Uh, All right, Hardham. The best action set piece ever on television history. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. That is amazing. (laughs) 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 And in the books, John never went there. This never happened in the books. Well, there is an event at Hardham that
1: Yeah, I think they said they just mentioned something bad happens
0: or something. Yeah, there's dead in the in the water. There's dead in the yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but John's not involved and in as he is. And the Night's King shows up with all the White Walkers and the others. And that part when he shatters that White Walker into a million pieces was incredible. Yeah, I was like chills. And just when end, you
1: first see the white walker it's like holy crap it's going down
0: like, yeah I know they're just sitting happening. up like the four horsemen of the apocalypse up there yeah that and, was so cool imagery wise amazing and the, yeah imagery again at the very end when they're just drifting away and he's just like raising this... his arms and all dead people come back to life oh my god that's just so it futile. really I didn't think the show had it in it like amazing set the tone the threat level—you know—the threat is real now. You see what they can do personally on screen. It took, and I love that it took that long to oh, actually yeah. see it because before it was like, yeah, yeah, the White Walkers are coming, whatever. Oh shit, they are coming and they are going to fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even the rest of the episode was good. Um, they had set some stuff up with Cersei, Tyrion, and Danny finally meeting, having a couple scenes together. Yeah, yeah I was. Really I could cool. listen
1: to those two talk to each other like. For a yeah. whole episode.
0: Amazing episode of television and like I said, I don't know, maybe Blackwater and the season four finale might compete with it. Yeah. For me. But it's definitely one of probably the top three movie episodes of all time.
1: Like the Battle of the Wall was good, but I think pound for pound, because this wasn't a whole episode of action, <laughs> it was kinda did itself a little more justice, maybe. Yeah. Uh, say I guess Blackwater's like that as well. Blackwater's me it's probably my second yeah. favorite.
0: And remember I've been saying how this season's meh and probably my least favorite. Well after this episode I was like, definitely this is better than season two. All just from this episode yeah. alone. Like, alright, now back on track. Renewed my interest in this in this show. They can do it. I
1: sorta of had this nagging hunch the whole season. I was like, man, this season's not that good, but I feel like it's all very important. You know, like even yeah. though I didn't quite enjoy it, I was like, "God, I really think it's leading or building to something really, really important." And yeah, okay. seems to be.
0: And now, episode nine, "Dance with Dragons." Yeah. If I Hard- wasn't sure
1: this was gonna happen. I didn't if, know from the books, but jeez.
0: If Home was the top three, one of my f- the best episodes in the series. Dance of Dragons is easily the bottom of the series history. Really? For me, yes. One of the worst episodes in the entire series, and now I'm depressed and I don't know if I'm going to watch the show anymore.
1: What? <laughs> I've heard a lot of this, and my answer is you want these things to sort I I know the book people have a certain attachment to the story that's already happening.
0: It's not even that.
1: But I think if they didn't make us angry and all that. It wouldn't be as interesting. I show.
0: agree with you, but that's not why I think it's a bad episode. I think it's a bad episode because it's poorly written. Uh, I'll get into it in a second. I am going to keep watching the show, but I'm just—I was i was upset the next day after <laughs> I watched it, like getting pissed off at work, while I'm working, and just thinking about it. I saw it
1: coming from three episodes away, though. Oh, yeah. That's not happening in What the happened
0: is not the problem. The problem is, it makes no sense. Nothing in this episode made any sense. The ending was really cool. Even though the special effects when she's flying on Drogon's back are kind of iffy. But yeah. I was 100% fine with the last five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Like, very cool ending. Everything else I thought was terrible. The stuff with Arya, boring, boring, boring. And then Marin Trant in the brothel. Yeah. We know we hate this character. We know Arya hates this character. We know he's a bad guy. We know he killed Syria Pharrell. We know he did all this terrible stuff. But I don't think they know that enough. Let's make him a pedophile on top of everything.
1: No, I don't think that was really what they're getting across. I think what they're getting across is Arya is a young girl as well. And she's straying from her actual things she's supposed to be doing for... A bigger cause. I, I think
0: the only reason they did that is because she's gonna go and be one of the young girls for him and then kill him. Yeah, but that's just so bad writing. <laughs> I guess it's, just have her kill him. I mean,
1: she was gonna go walk another path in a way, and then by chance, I guess, or no, nothing seems. I to just feel like the show.
0: way it was shot. Everything was so clunky. Yeah, I just didn't buy it, man. And I just feel like George was is so good at coloring with shades of gray. There's no black or white, you yeah. know? Every character has what? their shades of gray. The show, oh, it's you're going to re- make sure it's etched in stone, black and white. I just feel like they're taking away all the shades of gray just like with Stannis. I'm I'm not saying it's a character assassination because this might happen in the books and it And it could make sense, but it doesn't make sense with how they've set up the season, his turnaround like that, to kill his own daughter. It makes no sense how... Well, that's
1: what I mean. I saw that coming from like... Yeah, oh yeah, they've been
0: setting it up forever, for sure, but he...
1: But I read about it, it was George that gave the write-off on doing this. He was (laughs) like, well, if this, this, and this didn't happen, this is the most likely thing that Stannis would do, because he's
0: desperate. Except they showed how he went to the ends of Earth to cure her from the disease she had. Yeah. Just two or three episodes ago, he's had a heart-to-heart with her, how much he loves her, all this stuff. And, well, first of all, where does fire come from? Ramsey sets this fire out of nowhere and gets away scot-free. Yeah, free. I, I agree with you on that. It's like a delayed reaction they <laughs> have. That was ridiculous. And instantly, oh, our food's gone. Kill her. <laughs> you know? Like, in the books, it might happen. It very well might happen. But I guarantee it will make a lot more sense. It will be... I understand they're short on time and they kind of have to Yeah, things well, up. But that's so sudden of a My term.
1: assumption was, in episode 10, usually not anything too crazy happens in the last episode. I figured they were going to probably tie a couple loose ends up. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. And the
0: bigger thing, though, is his wife all of a sudden... Caring, yeah. yeah. It's like, she, for season two, she but was saying, we gotta kill her, we gotta burn her off. I
1: think what it's all a testament to is how everyone says we need someone stronger than Tom and, and more forgiving or whatever than Stannis. I think what they're trying to get through is Stannis is not the right Again, person. with the black and me. the white,
0: they kind of have to...
1: Well, I mean, it's sort of a game of turns dance of fire you know? A song of fire and ice. It's yin, the yin and the yang of everything. Mm. I mean, it's pretty clear already that the three head dragon or whatever it is is Tyrion, Daenerys, and Snow.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's almost guaranteed. But, but again, though, George is constantly changing what you think it is and yeah, I don't know.
1: From what I've sure, sir, I've been so. reading a lot about. I, I haven't read the books. I think it's pretty certain. But people that like the books are like, wow. I I do this with every series where I think the first two or three books are amazing, and then everyone runs out of steam, and it's not as. Uh, I don't know. It starts becoming very straightforward towards all the ends of seasons or books, wise.
0: Trying to think.
1: I don't know. But this is what I'm reading about people that read these kind of books, like, on a regular basis. It's, like, even, like, Tolkien. Like, it. if you really break down Lord of the Rings, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Because Gandalf could have gotten his flying birds and yeah. gone right to the damn <laughs> thing. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's... You gotta just get lost a little bit.
0: But even... John Snow's storyline on this episode was just boring and made no sense. Why are they on that side of the wall? They sailed to there from the sea. Yeah. They had to go all the way around to avoid the White Walkers. Yet, all of a sudden they're on the inside of the wall and the only way they could have got to where they were is if they marched through the woods where all the White Walkers were. But I guess it was more for that shot of them coming yeah. in.
1: The understanding I got is where Hardham was. It's on another side of a river or something like that. And they went down, probably got off the boat, and walked to the entrance of the wall.
0: I don't know. I think it's a 100-mile walk. No. <laughs> 100 yeah. Well, I don't up. know
1: about the time constraints and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. But that's what I assume. They going to the come thing. back to the wall. That's what they said. If I don't come back, they're still going to open the gate for you. As that's, far as I know, the only other place to get through the wall is that the knights well, where they left from, from the other the side night of the knight fort or whatever yeah
0: that's an epic but nothing really happened with John. that was kind of boring yeah and even like some of the stuff with Danny before the action started I didn't think it was all that great I thought once Joragon showed up it was awesome but yeah the one thing is where the hell is Grey Worm did he die? <laughs> God, or did they forget he's alive? <laughs> because where the hell is he? <laughs> well, that's... Where's also? this thousands of unsullied that they have? He got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, but they don't show
1: that he's dead. And yeah. And a grave worm is technically alive, I guess.
0: And what they, ha- she has this unsullied army of, like, 5,000. Where are they? You got, like, four unsullied with her? That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's kind of weird. But I guess because budget. Uh. Regardless of what I just said, the finale I think is going to be awesome. Yeah. Because I know what's happening. This is the last all of the last bits that I know is going to happen. And then it's, it's black. Yeah. It's gonna be I think it will be really good, but I'm s i am I have no confidence in the rest of the series. Because I don't think they can write on their own. I think they need that baseline that George provided. Because when they get off script, nine times out of ten for me, it's not good. So, Hard
1: is one exception. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's the best action movie, in, action movie in television history. So, true. kind of made up for it. That's so. true. But
0: this season is back down to the weakest season for me. Um, hmm. Maybe the finale will push it to even or a little ahead of season two, but I don't know. Um, I, do, I
1: really do wish they would pick one or two episodes where they gave it an hour and a half and actually took the time to explain some things. I do agree with you with that. Like, in terms of, to kind of rush through it sometimes.
0: The only thing I can say to preview the finale for you, with no spoilers whatsoever, (laughs) all the cast has been, I just read some little paragraph where Liam Cunningham says something more shocking than the Red Wedding is going to happen. So-and-so says, get your Cameras ready for at the viewing parties because there's going to be some shocked reactions and mm. those kinds of proclamations are being made. And I think there's something crazy happening with ever every, every storyline. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Dorn again. Dorn sucks. Yeah, Dorn, Dorn fucking really sucks. Out. The whole thing is a punchline to get Braun elbowed in the nose. That's what the whole entire Dorn plotline is about, basically. Oh, that sucks. I don't think Dorn will be in the finale at all, to be (laughs) honest. But I think every other storyline is going to have a crazy moment.
1: I mean, I have a... I don't know if I actually know, but I think I have an idea, especially from the name.
0: Run it by me offline, just in case. Spoilers. Okay. Um,
1: Well, you know what the name of the last episode is, right?
0: Mother's Mercy? Yeah. Okay. Well... Yeah, right up by me. Okay. Well, we're done. Did you watch anything else? Um, Nope. Okay, I got some TV. Sense Oh, yeah, Sense8, uh, yeah I saw this on Netflix. Netflix. Did you watch any of it?
1: No, I just, like, literally before I came over, oh. Snow in the Bluff was over, which I was re-watching. Yeah. And it was, like,
0: recommended Sense Eight. I watched um, the, per- the first episode yesterday, and then I watched second and third episodes today um, I had heard a lot of like mixed to bad things about it mm-hmm. um, and this again I in my mind I had it just from what I heard I think it was going to be something like Heroes where it's like cheesy and all these storylines that I don't care about I, I'm really really enjoying it a lot I nice. think it's really good it's, we used to watch the trailer we talked about the trailer it's eight people a disparate areas of the world and everything and they have some kind of connection the mystery elements I think the premise and the concept is awesome I think the Wachowski's direction is awesome if you like Cloud Atlas it reminds me a lot of that just visually and like the style and uh, I think it's great Um, the way they are, I think the characters are good. I think most of these characters are interesting, and they kind of focus more on certain episodes and twists and turns. Uh, just I'm really enjoying it. I'm definitely going to finish it nice. the whole season. So.
1: Um, the next time you are on Netflix, tell me if this happens to you. It might have just been glitching out a little bit on me. You know how if you're selected on something, it kind of goes through screenshots nowadays? Well... The last half of the screenshots for all from Glorious Bastards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was like, what wait, what? Like, looking at it? Everything? Like, thinking that I like it starts it says sense eight or whatever, and then eventually it kind of like top goes yeah. through. And it was eventually the scene where it's Brad Pitt and a couple of the other guys standing over the guy with yeah. a knife or something like that. I was like, where did
0: that come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Also on Netflix, we watched the first episode of Rectify. Uh, this was a, a Sundance Channel show. I think it's eight episodes a season. First two seasons are on Netflix. This is a show about a, a guy who was put to life in prison at the age of eighteen for like raping and killing his girlfriend, hmm. and I think even like he was going to be put to death. And just things kept happening that hadn't happened yet, and then DNA evidence came out twenty years later, and he's out of jail. Really? So it's like him adjusting to to life coming back from that, and just yeah. it's a really slow show. I don't think it's boring though, because you're just I could 100 put oh I like slow put Maybe myself right. in that position like man that must be crazy. It makes you think and just like man he hasn't you know just yeah. all the different. Things between his family, and... He's got, like, younger brothers that barely even knew him. That are, like, grown now, and...
1: That makes me think of the one guy from, like, Atlanta or whatever. He was convicted of killing a cop, and... He swore he didn't do it up and down, and... They basically executed him out of principle. Like, they pretty much knew he didn't do it, and they still did
0: it. Well, it's just, like, the West of Memphis... The Memphis Three. Yeah. They got out. It's Serial is the, the podcast where... The guy from uh, Wood, Woodlawn killed oh, his yeah. girlfriend, or was accused and uh, put in jail for killing his girlfriend, and this podcast came out, and now he's appealing, and he might get out if Jeez. things break a certain way or whatever. Yeah. That is definitely interesting. It, it might take me a long time to get through it, but I plan on watching it all, because yeah. i got a lot of shows starting up soon, and yeah. the time is going to be of the essence. I watched the first episode of Squirtle Recall on on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I'd heard some decent things. It's like a British comedy about a guy who uh, finds out he has like some kind of STD. And he has to go through his past history of who he slept with to tell them that he has it. So they can get checked out yeah. and to maybe figure out who gave it to him or whatever. And it's, it was funny. It was okay. Just not enough for me to keep watching. One yeah. episode was enough. I got it. <laughs> um, not bad, by any means, but just not funny enough to keep yeah. going. And the last thing is Unreal. This show in Lifetime, it's like a parody of The Bachelor. It's like a scripted show from people that used to be behind the scenes on The Bachelor. Uh. Basically poking fun at, like... The producers and how everything's completely manipulated and all. Yeah, it's cheesy. It's not great, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would definitely recommend sense Yeah, maybe if you yeah. watch some, we can talk. Oh, cool. I only got a glance at it. Yeah. like one of the people that has this new, I guess, power or mind shift type thing. There's a transgender. There's a actor. There's a policeman. A African guy who's just trying to protect his mom who has AIDS. A Japanese woman.
1: It's a little bit old. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Nice. Uh, let's get a little bit of the news going. All right. Christopher Lee's dead. Yeah. Guy from Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. lots of movies. He's old. Jeez, it sucks. Yeah. Can Kinder- <laughs> just move on. Well, yeah, I mean it's hard it's, 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 yeah. it, it, it's horrible news what can but, you say when yeah. someone dies it sucks at least he was old and lived a lot of life yeah he lived his life you know um, remake central as usual okay. got three big remakes coming up now kindergarten cop why I don't know. without Arnold it's nothing nothing it's not a <laughs> sister act without Whoopi Goldberg it's nothing.
1: No. I didn't think there was much with her. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: know. And Big Trouble in Little China starring The Rock. I like The Rock. Yeah. (laughs) That one's a little bit better than the others. At least it has The Rock. Yeah. He's charisma. He is charisma. He is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not charismatic. He just is charisma. Um, Bad Boys 3 is on the way. Finally. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Actually, I mean, I liked the second movie, it was kind of... They're okay. It wasn't horrible.
0: Michael Bay's not directing it. Joe Carnahan will be directing it. I think he directed um, Grey, the Liam Neeson-Wolf movie, and Stretch, a movie that's on Netflix. Some, he directed some decent things. Right. Uh, Netflix acquires one of Brad Pitt's next movies, War Machine, directed by David McCod, who did... Um, the Rover, and Animal Kingdom. so an Australian director. Uh, Pretty big gap for Netflix. Really? Now they're they're cornered the TV market and they're going after movies now. Nice. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Going. I hope Netflix continues to succeed because it makes it easy the to watch good movies. Next generation HBO. Yeah. Let's, I just want to get rid of everything yeah. except for Netflix. That would be it, the it ideal world. Let's see. Speaking of Netflix... In season two of Daredevil, they've done some. They've announced some characters that are going to appear in the second season, and w- one actor, John usher Punisher, Punisher, John Bernthal yeah, from awesome. Fury, and Bun- you'll recognize him uh,
1: from uh, Walking Dead. Yep,
0: yeah, play no, exactly. Punisher in season two of Daredevil. That is awesome. Oh, what else is he in? He's in the. Uh...
1: Is it the uh, Rock movie? Replace that kind of meathead.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He is kind of that guy.
1: Yeah,
0: but I could see him being the Punisher for sure. Ma Chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I what that movie is. Uh,
0: Let's see. Is this Pain and Game? Yes. I don't think it is. Is it not? No, it is. Is it? Yeah. He's like a side side character. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh no, it's Wolf of Wall Street. Jesus! Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to. Um, also, Electra will be in season two. Okay. A classic character and Bullseye, another classic villain.
1: As long as it's not Colin Farrell.
0: I, he was the best part of that movie. I man. agree with you, but I still thought <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> I liked. I loved Daredevil season one, like I said, and man, they're really pushing the. Pushing it in the second I'm, season, adding I'm a cool bunch of crap. It. Yeah, really making things packed. I like it. Well, that's it for the news. Yeah, and for the record,
1: I think Colin Ferrell is a great actor that's in a lot of bad movies.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Let's get to prejudgment day. Six trailers we watched. We will prejudge them all. <laughs> Let's start off with The Walk. This is the latest. The fuck is the guy that directed Flight? Robert Zemeckis <laughs> and Castaway and Forrest Gump. Uh, the Walk, he directed it. It's starring Joseph Gordon Levitt. It's an adaptation of a documentary about the guy who walked between the Twin Towers. French guy <laughs> in yeah. the 60s. And there's some kind of heist involved, I think, too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what'd you think?
1: I thought it actually looked pretty cool for. I mean. I'm not going to run out and see it, but.
0: How about are you going to the walk out to see it?
1: <laughs> what? It's called the walk. The walk? <laughs> uh, yeah, I might walk to see it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought it looked interesting, but I'm not sure if I would go to the next Aside
0: from it. Joseph Gordon Levitt's terrible French accent. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked kind of good. the towers looked amazing and they looked it made me I don't know if I am completely like afraid of heights but made me feel something in my belly a little bit I could see it when you see it in 3D that might uh, be crazy
1: and I think it said IMAX release yeah so oh that really might give you the willy
0: might be a good experience Um, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt don't get me wrong I just it's a French character yeah, it's a French fucking actor. What's the <laughs> yeah. problem here? This is with, plenty of good French actors, yeah, plenty, and you're gonna just give it to good old Joseph Gordon Leather, yeah, and make him do it. Probably him and Tom Hardy, terrible, terrible, yeah, The only two people, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it looked okay. I mean, I'm I'll see it for sure, yeah. Uh, Everest is up next, kind of similar in some aspects, yeah. Um I thought this
1: looked a little bit more promising than uh, me
0: too than maybe yes uh, this is no, I'm not sure who's directed by I'm sorry but it's Jake Gyllenhaal um, Jason from the Planet of the Apes movie Jason Clark yeah, yeah, and yeah. Zero Dark Thirty um, John Hawkes. a lot of good actors yeah. but they climb Mount Everest and when I get to the top a huge storm comes and they have to survive to the bottom yeah. based on a true story looks looked pretty good yeah it looked it, intense very intense looked just like a fun disaster movie yeah but a little more personal and centered on. yeah it.
1: like I was saying I, I like how it was in, even in the trailer they show them reach the top it's yeah. not like the struggle to get to the and top and they walk all the way down yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the struggle to get back down yeah yeah it all looked pretty good uh, next up, Pixar's The Good Dinosaur. This is a follow-up to the movie that comes out in a couple weeks, Inside Out. Um, basically, it's Pixar's Ice Age. Yeah. Mixed with The Land Before Time, like you said. Um, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't much to it. Just shared a class, classic Pixar teaser trailer where it shows a little bit of humor, a little bit of the action... Yeah. but more of a concept than actual footage from the movie. Yeah. I'm interested. I mean, I'll see any Pixar movies. Yeah,
1: Pixar movies are usually solid. I have a kid. I will I, uh, be seeing it. I gotta just, admit, like, I like, I liked the animation of, like,
0: A Land Before Time than what they showed
1: so far. Yeah,
0: that green dinosaur seems out of place. It, just from the little bits that they show. Yeah. So bright, it's kind of weird. Maybe it plays... Like better. how the teeth are on some of Yeah. Yeah, we we'll we'll Yeah, still, I guess, a work in progress, but Inside Out is getting great early reviews. Really? Saying it's one of Pixar's best periods, not even in a long time. Wow. So, at least, that's what I've heard, so maybe they're back on track. <laughs> Thankfully. Next up, we got Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 2. Sweet. sequel to the one we reviewed a couple of weeks ago, or a month or two ago, which we were disappointed in, yeah. but we did say in that review... Guarantee the next one will be better because it's gonna be the climax, the action. Yeah. It could have just been all a movie and it looks that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. It I, just looks like it's gonna be all out cool, just like the first couple.
1: I think this is the movie that in my hiatus of not going to the movie theaters.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a Hunger Games movie in theaters. Yeah. But even though I like the franchise. I, oh, I love
1: the franchise now. I just I thought it was like another Twilight when it first yeah, came out. Just from I, the look of it at first.
0: Um, I still, oh, excuse me. I still don't think I'm going to see this in theaters, but it looks good. Yeah, the tar stuff that was pretty cool. Uh well. When is this coming out? November
1: twentieth. Yeah, oh, well, this might be the movie I go out first, but Star Wars. I'm oh wait, yeah. hundred. I will I'm be there.
0: Then. Yeah. Maybe not opening day, but I will be.
1: Yeah, it. that might be a little hard. Yeah. Maybe the tickets are going to be skyrocketing. It's going to be like 200 bucks to get a ticket or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, The Martian. The Ridley Scott film starring uh, Matt Damon. It's the prequel to Interstellar Yeah. before he gets stranded. No. But it seems awfully familiar to, to <laughs> some of the stuff in Interstellar. This is based off the, the book, The Martian, which I've heard a lot of great things about where He's a guy that, there's some kind of accident, he crash lands on Mars four years away from Earth, distance-wise, traveling, and basically he has to try to find a way to get message back to Earth, to get rescued, and survive in the meantime. Yeah. And it looked good to me.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought it was the most well-rounded.
0: Of the trailers? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I mean, like, I know I'm going to, like... Hunger Games, but that's going to be like an action movie. Like, uh-huh. this looks like it's got a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. And Matt Damon, he's always great. Yeah. Looks like he's going to continue to be so. And a little bit of Castaway action for him. Yeah. You know? I don't castaway that way. on Mars. <laughs> yeah. And I love Castaway, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And lastly, and in my opinion... Nah, not leastly But Bridge of Spies The Steven Spielberg movie Starring Tom Hanks Inspired by true events Yeah uh, About I guess it's World War II again Spielberg loves it It's uh, Tom Hanks is an insurance broker Or whatever And he gets <laughs> pulled into Some kind of spy negotiation Trade-off type thing Look, by the books Spielberg yeah, it It'll be decent. good But not great All right, To I, me, I, that's what it looks
1: like This is what our review's gonna be It was worth telling the story. Yeah.
0: It was a really cool story. Definitely deserves to be told. No, I think. Six day. Yeah. Spielberg, he's always good. It's just. He's so reliable that it's almost. Yeah, yeah, it's calm. It's boring. Yeah, exactly. It's so (laughs) predictable. In a good way. Yeah. It's always good. I mean. Absolutely. But it seemed a little. Not rounded out the edges you know he doesn't really go for the grittiness yeah there'll probably be some kind of family friendly tearjerker yeah and even Tom
1: Hanks is a little bit safe yeah lately yeah
0: Tom Hanks and Spielberg they're perfect for each other oh
1: there was one movie that really really surprised me no, uh, the, was it The Terminal
0: the I hate st- that movie I kind of
1: weirdly <laughs> like that movie
0: because it is kind of a true story speaking of bad accents
1: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I just liked. I don't know. It was interesting. It's about a French a guy in a French airport, though. Yeah, pretty really sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's rank our top five preview <laughs> <laughs> trailers for this Number one, The Martian. And so. You think so? For you too. All right. Number two, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Number three, Everest. Yeah. Number four, Bridge of Spies.
1: What was the other one?
0: Number five, Good Dinosaur. Number six, walk for me. Yeah.
1: Something like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> the same. <laughs>
0: um, okay, well, that's it. We just got to talk about what came out in theaters a million weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting, because Casey, he, he picked San Andreas as his one of his movies, and it came out, and it made $54.5 million on its opening weekend. Pretty good. Yeah. He told me after the draft he was between San Andreas and Aloha. He had no idea which one to take. I said I would have took Aloha. Yeah. Good thing he did. Yeah. (laughs) Aloha getting terrible reviews and only made nine point five million. I'm sure it's a lower budget, but it's still not great. Um, In a preview for next episode, Spy did okay. Yeah. Got great reviews. And it I'm has, afraid oh, for this movie okay. myself. You got spy. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh,
1: right. I was getting mixed up.
0: No. That's why. I think it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but we will continue to monitor this until the nails in the coffin. On the next episode of the Red Box Report, we're going to review two movies that couldn't be more different. <laughs> First up is Fifty Shades of Grey. The huge. <laughs> That's what she said. Release uh, about the sex and the BDSM and all that. Uh, and also, SpongeBob, Sponge Out of Water. The kid friendly SpongeBob. Movie. It's sort of
1: totally the same movie.
0: Yeah.
1: In <laughs> completely opposite ways. <laughs>
0: I swear, SpongeBob is sick. Okay, <laughs> uh, and our top five will be hard to watch slash controversial movies. More hard to watch than controversial, but I just didn't know how to word it exactly. But you know what we mean: movies you don't want to watch more than once. Yeah, the first one was good enough. <laughs> and also coming out on Redbox or already out on Redbox at this point, Black Sea. Submarine movie starring Jude Law. Uh, looked pretty decent to me. McFarlane, USA. Another Disney sports movie starring Kevin Costner. He's like an American track coach that takes on some kind of either Mexican team or... Six and a half uh, out of ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, just <laughs> an, it's another one of the... It's Costner. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be better than Draft Day, but... What's that movie with John Hammond? And we reviewed it on this podcast. And actually, it was like a six and a half out of ten, like you said. It's perfectly safe. It was Disney. It was uh, he's teaching the In- he's doing the Indian kids how to pitch into the major league. Oh um, God, I don't know. We what reviewed it, was it on this. Po- I cannot remember the title. Uh-huh. It's alright, but yeah, probably be similar to that. Yeah, and Lost River, uh, Ryan Gosling's directorial debut. Which didn't get great reviews, but apparently it's pretty weird. Stars Christina Hendricks and uh, I don't know. I might check it out down the road. Yeah. Alright, that's it. We're glad to be back. We will be back next week. Two more episodes will come at you. Uh, we'll do one in our normal time next week and another one staggered a couple of days later. All right. Look forward to that. Unless something comes up. You know. Yeah. Right more than up. likely
1: about yeah. two episodes.
0: So, thanks for listening. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm personally on Twitter at the Oriole Report.
1: I'm on Twitter at the
0: RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Seriously, you can do that. <laughs> Find us on Stitcher and on letterboxed.com. My username is the Oriole Report. So, as always,
1: thanks for listening. See you next time.